When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of For All Mankind by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside... The other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. My headphones way too loud. Got to adjust my settings here. Oh, that's fine. We're back with Season 4, Episode 9, titled Brazil. And Season 4 just keeps on uh, ramping up. I I mean, we're due for probably... One of the most exciting for all mankind uh, finales that we've ever had. Uh, just there's a lot gearing up here, and I'm kind of glad that the whole asteroid capture mission didn't go down in this episode. Yeah, I am too. There's a lot that I'm waiting uh, for in the last episode. Like, there's got to be a really big payoff. Um, and I also like how much of like a guessing game there is around like who's actually going to win this asteroid capture mission or race or whatever you want to call it. Like, I have no idea. It's 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 a solid 50-50 right now, honestly, with the way things went down in this episode. It feels like the best scenario here is that Dev's team wins it, considering back on Earth, you know, you know, you, 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 know, you can't even have a Big Mac without worrying about getting a bullet no. with your skull. Th- you they should have titled this episode things that will never happen instead of Brazil. Do you think like Margot possibly has the most tortured existence on the show? No. She's up there. She's up there well, with the Stevens, with yeah, the Stevens she, kids. I mean, I guess compared to a lot of others, I was going to say no, because she never really seemed that close to anybody, but Aleda, uh, although she was close to her mentor, right? Like, so there was, there was some, uh, some issues there and then she's been in russia for god knows how many years at this point so yeah i i, I think you're probably right on that she does have a pretty tortured uh journey in this show yeah i mean the whole time you're hearing about this pipe dream of going to brazil and they run away together and go and become like the high ups in brazil and, and bring their space program to the forefront right as a leading yeah. power uh, you just kind of had this feeling that things were going to go wrong, especially the lead up to, you know, Sergey going back to his motel. Yeah. And just the way that was gearing up. You felt like Mar- nothing was going to happen to Margot, but inevitably something, it just felt too easy that he was seeing yeah. her and that the KGB wasn't onto her, onto him, that whole thing. I tell you what, I was really hopeful for when Margot and Sergey were talking to each other at Aleda's house. I was like, oh, wow, this thing could really be an interesting like pivot to a to a series or season five right like i could see like wow okay that's a whole nother storyline that i haven't hadn't thought about i was like i was like all right that's kind of interesting i didn't think much of it the moment sergey opened the door and we got this split scene where you know margo was playing the music in the background they're both about to sit down and eat a burger i'm like he's dead he's dead yeah i don't don't know how he's dying right now Um, that big mac looked damn good though it did it's a hell of a way to go i mean Mind on absolutely nothing but the smell and taste, like your your tongue's just watering for that burger, and you just 
get your brains blown out. It's pretty quick. <laughs> it's pretty heartless that they didn't even let him take a bite, you know? I, know. But, I mean, at least lick, like taste the ketchup or something. Yeah. You know, um, they kind of fit in every single way because he's, he's doing like very particular things to his burger, you mm-hmm. know, taking stuff out and she's putting an ungodly amount of ketchup on her bun. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, the love story of Margot and Sergey is over and it brought to mind immediately for me just maybe it's best that this asteroid stays on Mars because if the powers that be operate like this, right? And it's really just the Russians, right? Yeah. So far in the show, we haven't seen any American operatives just killing, you know, expatriates and stuff like that. But um, yeah. it's really this Russian situation here in the show. And the North Koreans, right? Like, look at the North Koreans, what they're doing on the ship, right? They're spying on everybody. Like, do we really want to be involved with these different nations and this so-called alliance that they have? Or is it better off that the most valuable asteroid in the world um, stays on Mars? Which oh, we already heard earlier in this episode, I believe. I don't know if you caught this detail. That Russia's plan was really kind of just to cut out the Americans once they get this, like, once the iridium is there. You know what I mean? Mm, like, this, no, that the whole alliance... Yeah, like that the whole alliance is going to go to crap pretty much once this all goes down. I, I may have misread that or misheard that, but it feels like the M7 alliance is going to come to an end anyways, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an alliance between what seems like a bunch of enemies, right? Like, I, can, I, mean, I can't imagine that lasting forever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I could totally see a world where the asteroid comes to Earth and we just end up in another world war over trying to... I guess, win all the value of this asteroid. Well, don't you think something bad's already going to happen considering that oh, yeah. Lee, such Lee choked out him. his commander? Oh, man. Like, yeah. Let's not forget that Toby, or Miles, I should say, Toby Kebbell's the guy that plays Miles, uh, uh-huh. is, I mean, in bed with the Koreans. Like, he's already going to be in a lot of trouble because there's no way he's going to smuggle this guy's wife to Mars. Now you're now you've got this guy attacking like top officials and the Korean group, whatever you want to call the the group of people that are on Mars here. So I can only imagine what's about to happen after this. There's no way that they're going to keep all of this a secret. And no, way. I feel like I feel like they're going to have to like try and like buy Korea off somehow. Like they're going to have to get a lot of something. I don't know, maybe a lot of money. Maybe they get paid off. Uh, with uh, funds from this asteroid or something. Maybe that'll that'll keep him quiet. They're going to have to like knock him out and keep him asleep until this whole operation is over with and then deal with that problem once it's over and then, you know, like you said, maybe pay him off in some way. But yeah. um, overall, excellent episode. There's a lot of prospects going on on Mars right now. Miles has really turned into a player in terms of him being in charge of the black market. It seems like the black market's the worst kept secret on the entire ship. Like everybody seems to know about that <laughs> this is going on. Yeah. And now when he's getting beat up by the spy from America and the spy from CIA Russia, and KGB, yeah. Yeah, working together, beating the hell out of Miles, which quite frankly, he deserves it, Milos. Oh, yeah. Um, there's all sorts of things going on. Kelly has seemingly found a good sign of potential bacterial life on Mars. So, I'm team Dev, team Ed. And by the way, we haven't even talked about this. Ed apparently has cancer of some form. Hmm. I didn't catch right? that. He when he's talking to Kelly, he talks about he talks about cancer. Mm. Like he doesn't want to be in a home. He doesn't want to be. Uh, I hope I misheard that. You know, this is like a, a first watch. I didn't get a chance to rewind that. But if you can go to the conversation with him and Kelly and just kind of peruse the subtitles, we can possibly 
Yeah. We didn't get like a definitive answer either way in terms of how serious his illness is and whether he even knows it. But he does mention cancer, which would be a worst case scenario here for Ed. Yeah. In some way here. While you do that, I kind of want to, um, and you let me know what you see there in the scene. Uh, we are really gearing up, gearing up here in 2024. Happy New Year to all of you, wherever you are out there. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. You made 2023 just an incredible year for us as content creators, um, just creating entertainment content for you guys on Story Archives. And uh, thanks for bearing with us through the holiday seasons. I took last week off personally. Uh, I think Zach, you got back in the saddle about oh, yeah. this week or last week too. So yeah, it was busy. Uh, yeah, we took some time off just for the holidays and uh, that's why the Monarch coverage slowed down. I am personally behind three episodes on Monarch, so I'm not going to make the mistake of promising a date as I was uh, held to accountability on, because uh, we're a week late on that episode that should have been posted last Wednesday. But nonetheless, we are finishing out Monarch. We're probably going to do like a triple header or something like that to um, to bring the season to an end or maybe do two episodes to end the season, whatever it may be. So. Thanks for yeah. sticking with us there. And as always, thanks for writing in. Thanks for the fan mail that came in. Um, we, we love hearing from listeners out there. And we also love knowing, how did you find the show? Uh, we had a, a writer, uh, our listener write in, told us how they found us. It's always nice to know where, the, you know, where our efforts are best spent and uh, what's, being, what's the most effective tool like of outreach for us here as a small operation. So thank you for that. You can email us at contact.soapbox.house. And uh, always send us your show recs too. We got a couple show recs, but I got to glance over them again and see what's what. So, yeah. Any word here on Ed with his health situation? Well, it was Gordo's father that had cancer. And I guess he just became very afraid and Ed doesn't want to end up that way. So, I don't know that he's hinting necessarily that he has cancer. It might be that he has something more or just something terminal or it's just he has i mean we've, we've seen his handshake that it, i don't know what is that parkinson's or something so maybe he's just in a similar position he has something seriously wrong with him and he's afraid might not be cancer either way i still think this is probably gonna be the last season that we have ed baldwin in okay that, that was you're saying more apologies y'all fake news on my part i totally thought i was i was prematurely Giving Ed cancer there, unfortunately. Uh, Who knows? So, I mean, maybe maybe he's hiding it really well. He's got cancer too. I have no idea. <laughs> I think Ed is the type, and I kind of relate to him on this. I don't think I, like at that age, I don't think I'd want to know what I have. Just like. Nah, just be like, let me just live and just be, what is it? Uh, ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd prefer that. You know, there's a movie called The Farewell. It's about a Chinese family and there's uh, Aquafina's in it. I don't know if you know who she is. Um, no. she's a She's a comedian, actress, and um, her grandmother gets cancer. And she has a hard time kind of reconciling with the Chinese culture and the fact that over there, and I don't know if this is a thing still, uh, if an elder if an elder has, you know, a terminal disease, they don't tell them because they feel like the diagnosis, and I agree yeah. with this, by the way, that the diagnosis is worse than the actual disease. So, like, the moment you get that diagnosis, that can be your death sentence right there because it changes your mental space, your, your positive outlook on life and all that. So, the grandma was given, like, a really terminal... Um, diagnosis of what she had that she didn't have long to live and the family has to bear that burden which is kind of similar to hispanic culture there's there's kind of like an element there that we do a similar thing with our you know grandparents uh in some situations right um turns out that the grandmother in the movie if you want to watch the movie uh movie tune out right now but uh she does not die she lives on for 
years and years and years after they show like a picture montage. So ends up being like, it's kind of the right thing to do. It's not maybe going to work every single time, but you know, in that particular situation, it was a miracle and she did not die and she never found out either. I don't think. I feel, I feel like a lot of times, and I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast once in the past as well, but I mean, I feel like that think, battle a lot of times is in your head. It's mental, right? Like if, if you're told like, oh, you have something that's going to kill you and you believe it, it's going to kill you. But I mean, like there, there's a lot of times or a lot of scenarios where I've seen people where it's like, yeah, they do have something serious, but they're maybe more mentally strong and mm. they end up surviving it. So I'm not saying that that's always the case. But it does yeah, course, seem like there, there's definitely a, a, a correlation there. Yeah. Do you think Alay is going to have any repercussions for kind of, no, you know, bringing this whole, coordinating this whole little Marge and so. Surge thing? You think Margo snitched? No, I don't think Margo snitched. I mean, Margo was the one that was looking at like, well, what would life be in Brazil? And I cannot see her betraying Sergey. Like, I just, I just I would, can't picture it. Like, that would be such a cold turn for her. I'll say this, Zach. I know you think this is the last season we have Ed Baldwin. I think this is the last season we have Margot, potentially. I don't know about Ed. I can't see Ed not being back for season five. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if we I, have another big skip. I, I mean, he'll, he'll, like he'll, he might be something. Yeah. yeah. If we do like another 20-year skip, of course, he's dead. Maybe 10 years even might be the end of Ed. But yeah. it definitely feels like we're we're heading towards... Dev taking a more central role. Like they look, man, spoiler here first. Dev and Ed are gonna get this asteroid. There's no scenario where this asteroid there's no scenario where this thing gets to Earth. Why? Because this show is exponentially more interesting if this asteroid ends up on Mars. If it ends up on Earth, I was wrong again. Fake news twice on this show. But I mean I there's only so much that you can, I don't know, I guess you could take the show. We had this conversation whether this show can be historic in the sense of recreating itself constantly, reintroducing a new cast of characters that you get attached to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we all kind of have like an attachment to Alex, Kelly's son in the yeah. show, right? Because we saw Kelly and then we saw her get pregnant and then, you know, we've seen this, I feel like other kids on shows that just already exist, for example, Ed's kid, Shane, Yeah, like you don't there. really have that attachment to right? Yep. But for Alex, he feels like really special. He feels like, okay, this kid's literally a Martian <laughs> and um, he's historic in a lot of ways. So Yeah. I mean, he's pretty epic you know. in that regards, but we, we've seen him develop throughout this entire, I mean, this season specifically, he, he I guess, came about <laughs> in the last season, but I mean, we, we've been seeing yeah. him develop a bit in this and yeah, I, 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 I do think he's interesting and I do think that we've had a few new characters arrive on here like Alex and like Miles mm-hmm. that are like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd be totally fine if Miles was in the next season. In fact, I'd, I'd be a little surprised if he wasn't in the next season. Um, and, you know, there, there's one thing I did want to clarify. I don't think we're going to have like an on-screen death of Ed or anybody like this. I, I think it's just going to be an off-screen time death where we have a time skip and it's just like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's no longer with us. You know, we get the first episode of the next season. It's just like, oh, sad moment, remembering Ed, remembering these other people, mm-hmm. potentially uh, Margo as well, who are just, who are dead. They're no, they're no longer there. I could totally see that being the reality. And here we see uh, Alex, uh, we see his mom, we see Dev. Uh, and Miles, like, all kind of take over. I mean, they're still all relatively young. I feel like there's going to be severe repercussions of this asteroid death that nobody's taking into account. And they're kind of laying the groundwork for it right now. Mm-hmm. You have the scene with Danielle. She's writing, a, she's doing kind of the interstellar message to her son 
Yeah. Um, she's crying. She's pretty much saying that the most important thing in her life was missing out on seeing her family get grow up, right? Yeah. And that she kind of regrets it. That she pretty much has this the tone of somebody who's saying all this Farewell. political bull. <laughs> yeah. All, no, all this political bullshit isn't worth it. Like if you miss, you know, you know, if you miss the most important things to you, right? Yeah. And I don't think she feels about that way with her work completely, but I think she does in the sense that. She's already accomplished everything there is to accomplish. And now she's dealing with people who don't have any attachment to Earth anymore. Ed, Dev, arguably Kelly, um, these people don't have an attachment to going back to Earth. Like these are people who are hell bent on, you know, making Staying sure. They are. Yeah. Exactly. And that their work is their soul, f- you know, that's the most important thing to them at this moment. Because mm-hmm. you can argue. It's kind of selfish to steal this asteroid considering it could, you know, create an entire renaissance on Earth economically for every country in the world, right? Yeah. So now, if you keep it on Mars, it's pretty much going towards, yes, it's going to go towards Earth, but they're also going to use it on Mars to have a renaissance and create a society on there, which is far more interesting for season five. Yeah, it could catapult us way far into, not so much the future, but farther into the universe, I would imagine. Mm. And I mean, all the money is on Earth anyway. So like any of the monetary gain you're going to have is going to happen on Earth, but you're going to have more of the technological advancements occur on Mars, which I think would be very interesting. If, If this asteroid did go to Earth, I mean... You're going to still need to use a lot of funds to mine it. And I don't 100%. think any of those funds are going to go towards Mars in any way, shape, or form. You know, you brought up a good point that I don't think you realized, but um, I was listening to Taylor Sheridan, who's the writer of Yellowstone, uh, mm-hmm. the movie Heller High Water, a bunch of like TV shows. He's kind of, he is kind of um, Paramount's golden cow at the moment, right? He, uh-huh. he's, he is their, their cash cow, so to speak. So everything he makes is. 1883, 1923, all the all the stuff he's he's been doing. And he made a comment of how, you know, 1984 was closer to 19 I think it's we're closer. No, hold on. 1984 is closer to 1932 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Than we are to 1984. And it feels like those time periods were so drastically different technologically, right? Like it feels yeah. like 1923 or whatever year he said in the early 1900s is a different time period altogether. While 1984 doesn't feel so incredibly far away from 2023, right? Mm-hmm. But if an asteroid like this could bring in like a crazy amount of wealth, right? And I honestly believe the premise of the show in terms of giving up on the space race the way we did, right? Over the last mm-hmm. couple of decades, um, at least with the the excitement and the 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 appetite for exploration that this show shows that never died from the 1960s, that we would be further ahead technologically if that had continued. Um, Not that we're not far right now, but it makes you wonder now with a catalyst like this, like an asteroid in this show being discovered, Mm -hmm. what will a time skip of 20 years look like? Will it be something crazy dramatic that would make the example I'm trying to make here, which is like that world of early 1900s compared to 1984, would it be like a time skip that makes you makes whatever the present is unrecognizable in the next season? Mm. That would be great. That would be insane. Like flying that would, cars. That would be crazy. Things like that. I feel, I mean, if we, do, are, are you saying we, we jump like that far 
you know, into the future where it's like there's actually such a massive time jump? Or are you, are you just saying like we develop a lot quicker in the quicker, next few years? Quicker. Okay. Like, you know, there's there's a series of laws. Isn't it like Moore's Law or something like that? Where um, a law. Yeah, that there is things grow exponentially. You know, for example, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, the number it, of transistors, that, that thing. Yeah, that's the Right, that it, that it goes, you know, it multiplies. It's not like one plus one plus one plus one. It's more like you know, one plus two times two times four, you know, it's something like that Mm -hmm. rather. So, I wonder if there'll be some sort of effect um, in that sense. I think they they use Moore's law. Actually, I'm positive. They use Moore's law to chart um, user adoption on social media platforms. Hmm. Um, That it like it lines up pretty consistently in terms of if you look at the way user adoption like on Facebook and Instagram and all these in the internet, like they all chart very similarly. Interesting. Um, the growth rate. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's it totally could be the case. Like, we have no idea what being on Mars is really going to do for us. Now we've got Dev on Mars. I mean, I feel like he's going to be pushing things a lot. He's got money. He's on the front lines. Um, you've got Kelly, who's now, I guess, on the on the or she is finding life is is what I understood from this episode. So that's going to be very interesting. Who knows what's going to come of that? I mean, I, I could see a world where Mars just com- becomes like completely independent of earth. Uh, they could maybe form their own. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to say their own government, but I could totally see them become just their own self sustaining thing where they don't need to rely on earth. That would be interesting too. Yeah. Look, either way, I think we're heading into an action packed finale where, you know, where we left off in this episode really is Sam has already changed out the, the discriminator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So now they have the one that they need to contact with, right? Yes. Uh, Danielle, although she's caught on to something being amiss on the ship, she doesn't know exactly what it is. She's assuming that it's some sort of kind of terror plot to cause harm. Yeah. She's not assuming that it's going to be an asteroid um, theft, so to speak. And I think she'll probably <laughs> catch on too late. And the repercussions of that, I think, will be the end of Danielle's career. I yeah. think uh, I think losing the asteroid uh, will be, it'll cause a permanent rift between her and Ed, for sure, if that hasn't already occurred. Mm-hmm. And the loss of her legacy, so to speak, it'll be, uh, she'll have a tarnished legacy because she'll be the scapegoat of the operations that went wrong on Mars. That's my prediction of what happens to Danielle. And it's tragic because she's somebody who has always put other people first to the point where she saved Gordo tremendous embarrassment by breaking her own arm or leg, I think yeah. it was. Um, and now she's, I think that's, it's going to be her end and she's going to be done with all of this. And she might be kind of like a phone a friend in an emergency situation like two seasons from now. But um, <laughs> I think this might be the end of Danielle next episode. Not not that she's going to die. I don't think there's, there's going to be a violent- career. 
I, I, I and mean, I'm, in, they, I'm in agreement with you on that though. Like it's a thought that I've had, uh, like, yeah. I don't think there's any coming back from this. This is like, this is the largest heist that has ever happened that had happened on your watch along with all of the other, like what mutiny that's been happening on board and quote unquote terrorist attacks that are going on. Like I, like that's pretty damaging. It's hard to come back from. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, let's put Danielle back into a place of power again. That's the reality of what I think is going to happen. I agree. But do you think that there's any criminal repercussion for this? Because they steal the asteroid, right? But what's to stop, you know, America, Russia, North Korea from like militarily responding and apprehending Dev, Ed, and anybody who was involved in this? Or is this a suicide mission for Dev where he knows that he's doing this for the future of Mars and not really to establish himself as a figure there? Or is this going to get violent where they're, he's going to have to do a violent takeover of Happy Valley, you know? That's a great question. Um, I mean, there are some things that could be done to enforce it. Or like, we already know there is a CIA operative. There is a KGB operative on board. And there are the Koreans here. We also mm -hmm. found out that there is a weapon on board that can, or at least maybe more than one. Uh, that you could fire non-lethal rounds and, you know, potentially not bust the walls of the this, this uh, you know, not ship, but base. So, yeah, maybe, maybe we do see those things come out. I mean, it seems pretty odd to mention that and not use it in any way. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, like, once it's done, it's done. Like, there is no reversing the decision. So, I mean, how far do you want to take it? Right? What are the optics going to be if you just assassinate the people here, right? Like, you could try and apprehend them and bring them back, but that might start a small civil war on Mars or something. Who knows? I could totally see that being, um, you know, being a reality here. Maybe the maybe the Koreans end up teaming up with Dev and everybody else here, and they're just like, yeah, screw America and Russia, and they help them keep the asteroid, and maybe they're the muscle because they they've kind of been a very silent partner, if you will, in the entire season here. I can't see the North Koreans being like a long-term um, partner in the show. They're too short-sighted. Um, like the the military side of them is just too short-sighted. Mm. They're too busy about like the disrespect to North Korea and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. like, like, just shut up, bro. Like it's, I think the allegiances are going to shift. You're going to have people like Aleda, Kelly, all these people who don't want to deal with the politics and the geopolitics of dealing with North Korea, Russia, America, the way they don't get along. And then, I think it's going to be people are going to flock to Dev because you're going to, he's going to have so much money that they're not going to have to go get funding from a board of people who don't care about finding life on Mars, who don't care about robotics, who don't care about these things. Yeah. They're going to be able to fund these things by themselves because Earth is, Earth is going to want these resources still. So they're not going to... What is it? Like you're useful as long as you're useful, right? Yeah. Um, Very true. I was just yep. going to say, I mean, like, what are they going to do with Dev? He's the only guy that can build the ships that go mine everything anyways. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he kind of, I feel like in a way he has all the cards here. I agree. If he, if he gets the rock, obviously. Like, that's the big if, though. I I feel like it's a guarantee that they get the rock. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, that wraps this episode because we're heading into this week where it's going to be the whole Ocean's Eleven showdown, baby. We're going to have a full-on asteroid thief uh, thieving mission. I'm so glad it didn't happen in episode nine. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, before the next episode launches, and we'll keep you guys accountable to this, email us your predictions of what's going to go down in episode 10. Contact the Soapbox House. I want to read two emails that we got so far, and um, let's go from there. Uh, we got the first one from Matt. 
uh, new listener, I believe. Hey guys, got to say love in the podcast. I found you by Spotify searching podcast for all mankind and love and keeping up with that and Monarch at the moment. Hey Matt, we're going to get you some Monarch stuff very soon. <laughs> very <laughs> soon. Also good fun hearing you go over series. I've already seen and hearing your theories on Invasion, Silo, Last of Us, etc. Oh, we got some show suggestions here, Zach. Nice. A few suggestions. This one's one of them is for you for sure. A few suggestions you may or may take on, may or may not take on. Doctor Who, the new series is coming ne- uh, ne- uh, new this year or new year and started this Christmas day. Not the one since 2005 as that'd be loads of episodes, but hey, they're great too. I think it comes out in USA on Disney Plus next year. Another British show which you would love is The Lazarus Project. I Though it just finished season two and not sure if it'll be renewed. Either way, that's a show I'm certain you'll absolutely love just to watch at least. Hmm. And can't remember if you said you'll do Hot D this year. By the way, Hot D is the acronym for House of the Dragon, which is a hilarious acronym. And yeah. I believe um, he might have gotten that from another podcast I love, uh, which is Bald Move. They, they, do a good, they do a great podcast on House of the Dragon. I'd love to partner up with those guys at some point and do like a collab. Uh, they, do, they do really good stuff on Game of Thrones. Uh, anyway, uh, keep up the great content, guys. Great podcast, which I have, of course, recommended to a few people. Lots of love from the UK. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that's exciting. On to the next one. Yeah, I got to get into the Doctor Who because I know a doc- lot of Doctor Who fanatics, and uh, I'm not scared of getting into a show that has a million episodes, um, but maybe oh, it would be best to get into... Um, the new one and then kind of work backwards as everyone knows if you listen to the show uh, i've been going and listening to all of the lord of the rings so i'm like very nearly done with the two towers at this point and i'm watching the movies like the extended versions when i finish them so yeah um, doing all if, that if you if you do start doctor who i mean it is a lot to get into but it is it is very good i i prefer the ones from i guess earlier in the the, the what this century um but they did start i think in the 60s there were some original like black and white <laughs> doctor who shows so i don't know if i'm going that far <laughs> you could go back and watch a few of the old classics and see what that looks like see how it compares to the new doctor who's well there is some crossover between doctor who and house of the dragon because uh matt smith plays one of the more iconic characters on house yeah, of the dragon house of the dragon that's right yeah yeah and isn't he your favorite Doctor Who, or is it someone else? He is. Who? He is one of my f- favorites. He, he's yeah. number one. I can't remember that. It's been so long since I looked him up, but he is definitely one of my top favorite Doctor Who. It's David. David Tennant. David Tennant's the other one. That's right. Yep. David Tennant is one that I would watch when I was like going to sleep at night, and I'd ha- I had um, BBC UK or mm-hmm. BBC uh, America where they'd play Top Gear and they'd play uh, Doctor Who like every single night and I would watch that. Um, yeah. I'm watching a show. What, what am I watching right now? I'm watching an anime, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is just awesome. But it's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's really well done. It's probably my favorite. Anyways, on to the next one from Jerib. Hey guys, been a while, but hope all is well and hope the new year is going well so far for you both. Three quick thoughts. First, has anyone thought about what an object of that size, asteroid, would do to Earth's gravitational pull slash atmosphere slash other things floating in orbit? Satellites mostly. That thing isn't small. It could have a huge effect on our planet. Yeah, maybe. Surprised they haven't at least mentioned it. Okay, I thought, so my thought on this whole plot line this season was going to be that it was going to go to Earth. 
but mm. that this thing was going to be out of their control. So essentially that it was going to not be on the trajectory that they had planned for and was a threat to actually crash humanity. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And then everybody was going to, you know, unify and yeah. that great email that we got to start the season that predicted this show turning into Star Trek. Hey, l- uh, let's not forget, let's not forget um, mm-hmm. that uh, Star Trek was referenced in this episode. Did Did they reference Star Trek? They did reference it. Danielle referenced Star Trek when she was sending her video message back home. She's what did she say? Uh, she was. I think she was hoping to watch Star Trek with uh, her grandchildren. Uh, yeah. Let's see. All right. Second point. I'm sure everyone will say the same thing about poor Sergei's farewell, but Mr. Rookie Hitman here shoots him in the left temple, but plants the gun in his. I saw this too, and I wondered it. Shoots him in the left no. temple, but plants the gun in his right hand. Not gonna take Columbo to figure out it wasn't a suicide. It was not the left temple, y'all. That was an exit wound. Okay, that's what I thought. It was the that they shot him through the right temple and it went out the left. That's what I yeah, thought too. Yeah. Okay. They, they shot but him I, through the right. It was an exit wound on the left because the blood spatter went towards the uh, towards the wall and hit the lamp, which is on his left side. Still, the way he fell out of the chair doesn't make sense. Like, you get me? Well, I mean, you can come over. I'll shoot you in the head. And we'll see which way you fall. Oh yeah, sure. Why don't you try it with yourself <laughs> first, and then uh, and then I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> 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 all right um but still think about it like the angle he would have had to shoot him from he wasn't directly to his right he would have had to have been a little behind him yeah i think it was like unless it Sergei came out was like completely left like it, it was rear right side is where he, right? where he was shot yeah it wasn't Which, like perfectly like sideways. i mean i don't know who's gonna think about it ex-russian head of roscosmos dies in a motel near where margo is Suicide, really? Yeah. By the way, he has an unfinished Big Mac on the table. Not even yeah, a bite out of the Big Mac. Man, they screwed up my order. I'm done. <laughs> like, you didn't even take a bite of the Big Mac. Like, it was your last meal or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. That's a great point. Yeah. It's pretty clearly going to be... I just think that they know that they can get away with it and that the Americans aren't going to get into a, an issue with them on how they deal with their civilians. So... Yeah. That's what I also think is going to lend itself towards like, man, are we, are we really that mad that the asteroid ended up on, on Mars? Because if Dev's in control of it, he could just say, hey, we're not going to deal with freaking, you know, communist, you know, yeah. <laughs> countries. You know, we're not going to deal with this crap. Like we're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's the Mars 7 Alliance, then they have to deal with everybody. But if it's Dev, he can very much choose just to give it to America, to give it to Brazil, to give it to countries that aren't freaking killing their own people. To give it um, to himself. He could give it to himself as well. I think majority will probably... But he needs Earth, man. It doesn't matter if he has a huge rock. He needs people to do business with. But yeah, is he going to want to deal with Russia that's killing their own people and Ser- Sergei in this show? And, you know, we saw the other stuff that went down in the season with, um, you know, the coup attempt and just the yeah. overall... Um, instability right yeah and then also america you're dealing with the politics of like al gore trying to win a re-election and do things that are way too rushed right absolutely uh yeah Write something al gore zach um third also about sergey he's been living under his actual name hasn't he if they wanted to kill him they seemingly could have done it any time why now seems odd unless it's just because they saw him poking around i don't know feels odd i agree we could be judging this completely and it has nothing to do with the russians um, even though that Kitman very much did look KGB-ish. 
I, I'm pretty sure that was the case. I feel like it was the Russians that killed him. It was it, they were opportunistic, right? They saw he yeah. was probably trying to turn Margo. I mean, Margo is an asset for the Russians, whether we want to believe so or not. So I imagine they would want to protect her in their own, I guess, however they consider her being protected. Yeah. Basically yeah. not defecting from Russia as well. Exactly. And lastly, Jerob, on to Monarch. Have a good night, gentlemen. Thank you, Jerob. Uh, doing this for you, man. This is some serious dedication on my part at this moment because uh, I'm missing the national championship game as, as we record this podcast. So, so you all, if, if you all ever question my uh, dedication to this, I am. Oh, my Dolphins got... No, I don't even want to talk about it. They lost yesterday and lost the AFC Oof. East and... And just that sucks. yeah, yeah, it does. Are it they does. still in um, it though? Yeah, but not really. We got to go all the way. We got to go to Kansas City, play at Arrowhead, and mm. we are in. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Our entire, by the way, y'all, if you want to tune in to my Dolphins heartbreak and possible redemption story, uh, you can tune into Hard Knocks every uh, every week. Uh, we're doing that as long as that season goes on. I've never seen anything like it in my life. The Dolphins have lost their entire linebacker core and including backups. I've never seen a team lose their entire linebacker core. They've also, they've got, they've injured. We've had about two injured starters every week for the last like six weeks. So Jeez. now um, it's, it's been pretty insane. So anyways, en enough about my, my damn dolphins. Uh, Zach, uh, take <laughs> us to the category so we can get out of here right. and I can go watch Michigan versus Washington. Uh, let's do uh, best scene of the episode. Um, best scene of the episode. You go first. I was going to go with Ed's conversation with Kelly. Ed's conversation with Kelly. Hmm. I'm going to go with the shock value of Sergey getting shot. I uh, thought the whole yeah. ha hamburger thing back and forth was kind of intense. Um, I also thought the, you know, the North Korean commander spying on Miles and then going down <laughs> there was a pretty epic scene. Yeah. Um, the whole episode was just really good. Uh, I kind of wish that I hadn't watched it last week so that I could have had two episodes to binge. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Next oh, guy. Wow. Favorite character of the episode. Hmm. That one's tough for me on this yeah. one. There's there's a lot that kind of went on here. Yeah. I, I don't know. You go for it. How, how about I give this one to Sergey since it's his last ever episode with us? It just, I feel so bad for Margot and him. Yeah. Just like estranged lovers. I don't know what happened to Sergey's family, by the way. I don't I remember. Know. He, I was, he I had was a wife so, and he, kids. Yeah, had a wife and kids. Yeah. So he said, F it. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're um, dead. Who knows? They may not yeah. have been alive at that point. Let's give it to Sergey, man. Let's just give All it to right. Sergey. Bravo, Sergey. Uh, all right. Were there any lines in this episode that stood out to you? You're killing me with the line categories. I have, I'm not paying attention to like nothing, <laughs> well, so, look, nothing has stood out. Sometimes they stand out and sometimes they don't. If I really had to go searching, it would, it would really, it would probably be back to part of the, the conversation that, uh, Ed had with Kelly. I mean, it's not really anything super specific, but I mean, it was just nice to kind of like understand a bit more of his motives um, with, I, I guess, you know, why he is the way that he is now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I kind, of, I kind of like that. I mean, you need to humanize Ed a little bit every now and then with, with his uh, sporadic behavior. 
So I'll 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 give it up to that scene. It, no, no specific line in this episode. Just like ah, oh, that's a gold one. Okay, I don't have one either. So that's fine. Well, that's all the categories we got. Unless you got a new one up your sleeve. Mm-mm. Let's go all to the right. outro. Let's do it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of For All Mankind, my story archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts primarily. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time, we'll see you for the finale of For All Mankind Season 4. Mm -hmm. Until then, have a nice soul.